Proverbs 16.9 says, The heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. Jim Bob had asked us earlier um, in the week, me and Mark, if we would kind of join him and talk about kind of the history of City Point and how it's blessed us and thoughts and things. And That's the verse that came to mind. And I feel like that is just, I'm going to say claim that verse for my life. Because um, it started early, even like whenever I was little, I know God was involved in my life, but things like I was planning on going to uh, seminary or to school to become a worship leader, and um, God said that wasn't part of his plan, and he directed and established my steps, and I met Molly. I wouldn't have if I had gone according to my plan. I went to North, or came to Northwest Arkansas, and uh, I planned on becoming a physics professor, and the Lord directed my steps, and I, Molly and I approached Jim, Bob, and Matilda and became church planters. It's even in all of the footprints of, of City Point, from the very beginning, we came to Northwest Arkansas, specifically to Fayetteville at the time, and were just welcomed with open arms by the churches in Fayetteville. And the, the beginning where you guys saw pictures with the little tinkly lights, the hedge, that was a campus ministry that said we could meet in their basement. And whenever that kind of, we started losing room there, we were kind of busting at the seams, um, then we were kind of made a connection with New Heights. And New Heights said, we have an, an empty warehouse on Sunday mornings that you guys can have. That was not part of the plan. That was God directing our steps. And then whenever, whenever um, the warehouse became too crowded and I don't know if you guys who were there we had to go outside and up a hill and around the building to drop our kids off it was not ideal but God brought people the whole time and when we ran out of room there there was a place in Farmington waiting for us and I'm telling you we looked for a matter of days and that place opened up and when Farmington didn't work out it was our plan to stay in Farmington we were even considering buying that property and expanding in Farmington that was our plan but God directed our steps to mission and to East Spring or sorry East Fayetteville and we picked up brand new people every time God directed our steps and then in mission nobody I'm telling you nobody could have expected what was going to happen we thought we were going to have one Sunday hiccup, and be back to life as normal. That was the plan. But little did we know, just a few months earlier, we had been approached. Robin Phillips said, the music here at City Point is so good. We've got to get everything online. And in January, before we even knew what the word COVID was, God was directing our steps to put everything online. Because it's wild. And so we were online for all of COVID, and that wasn't the plan, but it was God directing our steps. And then we have our building committee. For you guys who are part of the building committee, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a struggle. We went and saw a lot of places and had a lot of disappointment. We made a lot of plans, but God directed our steps to here and now and this building and these people. And not just these people in this room, but in the overflow room. Can we hear from in there? No. And <laughs> online. If you're online, drop down in the chat. Let us know where you're watching it from. God has brought us together, these people, for this moment. And it wasn't part of our plan, but God is directing our steps. I'm just so thankful for that. 
All right, it's Mark's turn. Uh, good work. Well, I really thought I knew what I was going to say. Um, and then Isaac sang the first two songs. And God said, mm -mm. And I just started bawling because I started thinking about Tammy. And how we prayed for your children and for your brother. And I think you bring the most people to this church. And you are a blessing to this place. Thank you for loving us. If you haven't heard Tammy's story, you really need to hear Tammy's story. She's got a powerful one. And she's our best prayer warrior we have here at City Point Church besides Jim Bob. I, uh, I'm going to tell you the story of Josh today. He was going to be here, uh, but he had an allergic reaction this morning. His face rolled up. He sent me a picture, and I said, go to the hospital. <laughs> at a time in my life, we had started this church. We were into it four years, and I didn't have a purpose. I'd lost, I'd lost my, I didn't lose my job, but I was forced to, to leave my job because of health. And so I just felt like, God, what are you wanting from me? I'm doing nothing. And so Danielle and I started praying, and we were getting on our face at night and, and asking God for specific things. And one of the specific things I asked God for is someone to help. Let me help one person. I know I can't help everybody, but I can help one person. And a week later, I met Josh Redberg. And he started attending City Point Church. Josh was a meth addict, an active meth addict. But he wanted to change. And I could see it because I was an addict before too. To make a long story short, um, Josh met with me and he said, I want to change my life. I just don't have a clue how. And Danielle and I talked. And we invited Josh to spend a year in our house, following our rules, uh, with a plan. I had no clue what I was doing, guys. Zero. I never went to a rehab facility. I never did anything. The thing that changed my life is my wife. She showed me Jesus in a way nobody else could. When she should have left, she stayed. And so I started figuring out why she stayed. And um, that turned me to Jesus. That made me have a relationship with him. So I had that part of it. I knew Jesus was the key to Josh's survi survival and, and getting better. And so he moves in with me, and I don't know, probably two weeks into it, we started the 40 Days of Purpose. He had to do that every night with me, um, which was tough for him because he had a job. He was working, too. He had to take drug tests. He had, he had a whole list of things he had to do and, and, and abide by. But he wanted this bad, and he was doing it. But the second week, he came home from work. Now, he's been clean two weeks, so he's got, his eyes are clear now. He's good as far as mentally goes. And he sat down at the table, and I said, how was work today? And he said, it was great. 
I worked four hours, and we got done with our job, and then we just drove around the rest of the day. And I said, what? He said, yeah, that's what everybody does. And so I had a Holy Spirit moment, a righteous moment, and I said, Josh, you stole four hours from your employer. You need to go tell him. You need to apologize. He said, what are you talking about? I said, you stole four hours from your employer. I want you to go apologize. He said, everybody does it. And I said, you're not everybody anymore. You've been bought with a price. And the Bible tells us we work as if we work for the Lord. And you didn't do that today, did you? And he got up. He was so mad. He was crying. And he ran to his room and he slammed the door. I'll never forget it. And I just walked into Daniel's office and said, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no clue what I'm doing. He's in there crying and mad because I'm telling him what the word of God says. And I, she was busy at the time and she gently nudged me out of her office by saying, Mark, you don't know what you're doing, but God does. Now, don't. You'll be fine. We'll, we'll pray him through this. And so I did that, and I just prayed, God, change him. Change his heart. Change the way he's thinking. He's got, he's got stinking thinking. Change him. The next morning, Josh woke up, walked out, and said, Mr. Rowden, I prayed about what you said, and I'm going to do it today. God, thank you. Thank you that he, he listened. He heard that. Um, within a week, Josh received a, his first raise. Now, he's, he's a meth addict, and they know he's a meth addict. He received a raise, a $2 raise. I think he was making $15, so that moved him up to $17. Within a month, they gave him a truck and his own crew. Gave him another raise, another $5 bump. Josh stuck with it, stayed the whole year at my house. And by the time he left, he had offers out the wazoo. He ended up going to Nashville, Tennessee, and was part owner with a guy making over $100,000 a year just because he decided to obey the word of God. He started tithing. He started doing things that weren't natural to him. And to this day, he still gives to this church. You know why? He loves you. He loves this place. Just like I do. I can look out here and I have a story for each person sitting in this audience. Our men's retreat. Eddie. Matt. Isaac. I could cover you all. You, you guys, you are a blessing to so many people. And so that's the story I'm leaving you with today is there's always hope. Even if you're a meth addict, you, you can get help and change. And this is, a, this is a place of hope. So we're glad you're here. old the church is still alive and we didn't kill it <laughs> amen amen
Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Nathan. Such good words. There is a passage that just sets the imagination on fire. Look at the screen. What God has planned for people who love him is more than eyes have seen or ears have heard. It has never even entered our minds. Joining the Lord in this Northwest Arkansas outreach traveled just what Nathan said. It started in a living room, and then it moved to that campus ministry house, and then it moved into that really scary warehouse where to even walk through that garage door, you had to, that was a brave thing to do. And then take your kids up that narrow stairway. Uh, Farmington, farming where? Where, where, where? Where's Farmington? And we stay there really thinking that this is it. And no, no, it's east. You need to pick up some people. Remember the bus stop analogy? We're stopping at these different places, picking up different folks. And then the pandemic hit. I want you to look at the screen. Look at this graph. So here's our attendance record. And I don't know if you can read some of that font. It's awfully small. The very first one does say hedge. We, we didn't put in the first meeting in the living room. But then the second one in 2012, you've got the warehouse, and then you've got Farmington. And so we're clipping along. We're going okay. And then, then we start to take a bit of a dip, and we realize, okay, God's moving us. We thought we were going to stay here. No, no, let's go. That's when we moved to Mission there in the middle in, two, in 20, almost 2015. So then it takes off again, and then we're kind of bumping along, you can see there, in 2016, <clears throat> and then we go to two services. So it makes it a little bit more convenient for a lot of you, and so we're able to kind of pull here and there, and then we have a little bump then again, and it kind of plateaus off, and then look at the 2020, that thing just drops with the pandemic. What we didn't know is, like Nathan had said, we were trying to get the online service started, but there was so much upfront fees with equipment, and we didn't have the technology. We didn't have the guys that knew what they were doing. Now we're forced to do it. Do you know now our online campus reaches hundreds of people every week? It, it speaks to people we, we think our gatherings, our, our Sunday morning gatherings are sweet. And we hug each other's neck. We love these times. But what happens through the week is people just continue to view. There are people fed more Monday through Saturday than are on, on our times together physically. It's just we never anticipated any of that. And then you can see we're starting to take off. The biggest spike we had was when we announced about, about the building, that we were purchasing a building. Look at the next slide. Look underneath there. If you're wondering what a big portion, 10% of your giving is, look at those churches. In 2012, we helped support the Bossier City Church. And then in 2014, we helped support the Thrive Church. The next one, the Adventure Church, the Casting Church. And then we funneled our sources into the CPC online campus, knowing that we're, we're reaching all these. We have small groups meeting in the Philippines after they watch this. We have people meeting in Saudi Arabia. We have people meeting in Turkey. We don't even know these folks, but they tune in and then they send us a response back and say, thank you, thank you for what you do. I'm, we're just scraping the top of the iceberg on this. Look at this next chart. Lots of movement and growth that God is providing, but this, this represents something really amazing. 
These are people who have confessed with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. They bowed the knee to, to the knee to His Lordship. They've been clothed in Him. They're baptized into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So you look and see some of. The, I don't know if you can read that top. It says baptism rates for fastest growing churches in America is between 4.1 percent and 6.6 percent currently. Well, you can see the percentages underneath that main line. We only dropped below 4.1 on one time. <laughs> real close to the pandemic area. And then we have a precious family, the Powells, who said, you know, we've got some people here that we're talking to, and they're great, and they're searching. Maybe we should have a fish fry. See what happens. See how the Holy Spirit moves. Look what happens. We take off, and we, we baptize that many, and then it starts spreading back here to the group. Our percentages of people have been placing their faith in Christ and calling on his name. I mean, that, that's the goal. That's what we want to happen. So, where do we go from here? Well, I refer you back to that mind-blowing passage. Look at it again. What God has planned for people who love him is more than eyes have seen or ears have heard. It has never even entered our minds. One of the fi fire-setting imaginations that has happened is with our own Nathan and Molly. And one month ago, they shared with us their call to go into full-time ministry and to take that step of faith out of the security of that great job that he had and not knowing how it, was, how it would work out, not knowing how it would happen because we have this, this building. Ten days later, we received a check in the mail from an online campus viewer, someone who hadn't set foot in this facility funding them to the end of the year. Can you believe that? And the support has continued to come in for Nathan to the tune of taking us in well into the spring. So, hey, he stuck with us for at least nine months. Jesus one time said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The Lord is answering the prayer for more workers. And why is this an important prayer? Because the Lord's return is imminent. Y'all, it's close. It's really close. I know it's closer than it's ever been before, but it, it's close. It's really close. We celebrate our 10th anniversary because this is not the time to be silent or to hide our light. There's a world outside our window, so let's not let it pass us by. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're just putting our trust in you, and we thank you so much for all of the dreams that we've had and all the plans that we've made. Your word is true. You have been directing your steps for your outreach at this place and God we are just honored to be a part of it thank you thank you so much in Jesus name amen all right church